Hey, everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David, as always. Thank you so much for being here. There's a lot of podcasts in the world. There's a lot of weed podcasts in the world. And you chose to be here with us, and I appreciate that. Great episode today. We have Chaz of Friendly Farms, which is a very, very high-quality concentrate brand. They have flowers now, too, I think, but really known for their live resin carts and quickly become my favorite live resin cart, cart in general. It tastes more like flowers, the experience of flowers, than maybe anything you ever had before. Um They are a client of Bespoke Financial, the long-term sponsor of this show. And thanks for Judson for putting us together. Um, In Chaz's own words, they've borrowed millions of dollars uh, from Bespoke, not diluted their equity, and it's allowed them to grow to the place that they are today, which is in many, many California dispensaries looking at growing beyond California. And simply, he could not have done it without Bespoke. That's clear. Chaz and I also talk about all, a lot of great cannabis topics, distribution, marketing, D2C, what makes a brand, what makes a good brand. Uh, it's a really great episode, guys. I learned a ton. You're going to learn a ton. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. Chaz, so nice to have you on the show, man. Welcome. What's going on? How you doing, man? I'm doing really, really well. Excited to jump in to get a little nerdy today. Let's talk about some products, get a little nerdy today. Um, We'll start you easy. What is Friendly Farms? Uh, Friendly Farms is a self-funded Sacramento cannabis business. Um, We are a manufacturer of the finest oils and uh, concentrates. We also sell, you know, an entire suite of other products from gummies to powders to tinctures. Got it. But the concentrates were the first, the oil was the first thing that you guys developed or what was the first product? Yeah, we started with concentrates. You know, that's what we knew how to make. But um, right when we started our business, it turns out everybody else figured out how to make the same thing. So we uh, figured out how to liquefy it and we came out with the first uh, full spectrum live resin vape cartridge in California. So I want to pick that apart for anybody that doesn't know exactly what you're talking about. Let's talk about full spectrum live resin. What what does that mean? Yeah, let's get nerdy, right? Um, Full spectrum means it means that none of the compounds that are present in the plant have been removed. Right. So we're stripping the plant of the valuable compounds, the uh, essential oils, the terpenes, all the cannabinoids. But we're leaving behind all the plant matter and the cuticle waxes and the fats. So essentially what we're making is an oil that is robust and strain specific. Um, And essentially what comes out of the plant is in the oil. So that's full spectrum. That's what we call true spectrum. Okay. Very cool. And then live resin. Live resin. So um, that's when you make an extract from fresh frozen plant material. So traditionally, cannabis is dried um, and then trimmed and then smoked or dried and then extracted. Uh, Fresh frozen cannabis is done a little differently. You take the plant fresh out of the field or fresh out of the room and you freeze it immediately rather than allowing it to dry. We uh, make sure that our plants are frozen within 30 minutes of harvest. And that ensures that the monoterpenes, which is a class of terpene that only live resin really has, 
are preserved. So we take the plant fresh, we freeze it immediately, we put it into vacuum seal packaging, and then it's uh, it's stored at negative 10 for long-term storage. And the ending result is that it tastes amazing. And the feeling is as close to smoking flowers as I've ever come across. Um, I'm, I'm traditionally a flower consumer. Um, I, obviously, I have oils and everything like that. But your products, I'm, I'm having the berry cream at the moment. Nice. Look, it's not flowers, but it's pretty damn close. I have to say, man. And I think for a lot of people, they may prefer it more. Yeah. I mean, it's not super discreet. You don't have to light it on fire, so that's a plus. But it does smell like weed because it's just made from weed. So what we've been able to do is take that fresh plant from the field directly into a cartridge without adulterating it, without breaking it apart. Um, so we keep the entire extract intact and deliver it directly to you in a in an easy on-the-go delivery device. Yeah, Um Without giving away the secret sauce, is there anything proprietary that you're doing here? Is it something actually different than other manufacturers? Yeah, it's quite a bit different. So because we were the first ones to make it, we actually stumbled upon it, right? We didn't, we didn't set out to make liquid live resin, um, but it happened and we reverse engineered it. And, you know, that was back in 2017. So we've had years and years to refine this product. Um, while the rest of the market kind of just figured out about two or three years ago how to make this stuff, uh, we've been working on it for, you know, the better part of five years now. So um, we feel like our product is just has kind of been a little bit more refined. The proprietary portion is just the settings at which we, you know, decarb our product at and, and the time period that it takes from the time we extract it to the time that it's ready for the pen. That's, that's really it. Just a, just a process step, but a lot of companies are out there mixing, you know, high terpene extract with distillate and calling it liquid live resin where, you know, the terpene fraction may have come from live resin, but distillate is not something that belongs in live resin. So when you're looking for a good live resin pen, you want to make sure it just has one ingredient. And distillate really is the classic vape pen that everybody's thinking of, right? That was kind of the original one. They're, they were everywhere. They're cheaper to make, cheaper to buy. Is that, is that correct? Am I yeah. that right? Yeah. I mean, they were cool when they first came out because yeah, they were. you couldn't put weed into a pen, right? And somebody figured it out. Right. Um, unfortunately, you know, as years went by, it started becoming a lower quality product. Um, while it may be higher purity now because of the new processes it's it's made from you know the just the lowest tier product that you can buy because it's at such a price point in the market where you can't actually make it from a good good trim or good flour um so it's kind of a it's just a pure thc isolate product um, which like for some people probably is great and that's all they need and that's why it's there's place. brands and there's different yeah it has its place exactly so you also make cured resin products that's different from the distillate correct explain kind of that difference yeah that's our answer to distillate in fact um distillate is made through two extraction processes where you know first you extract the biomass into a crude oil and then you refine that crude oil into a distilled THC product. Um, what we're doing is a little bit different. We're taking cured material, really high quality indoor material, 
and we are extracting it at really, really cold temperatures. So we're doing an extremely high quality extraction and we're getting a very high quality oil out that doesn't need any further refinement in order to be able to pass it to the consumer, whether it's in a cartridge, in a jar or in a syringe. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, let's talk about the rest of the products for a second. Um, that's you, you started with the oils. Why do more? Is it just building the business? Is it growing? Why the other products, I suppose? Um, a couple of reasons, right? Uh, first off, yeah, we do want to cover more SKU categories so that we can have more shelf space. It's more likely that a retailer is going to purchase more if you have more to offer. Um, also, we found that our consumers were extremely loyal to our product. Uh, you're trying a product right now and you're like, it's the real deal. That's how a lot of people, we find the overwhelming majority of people that try it feel that way. Um, so we are able to harness that trust that we have with the consumer and come out with other products because they know while we're not cultivators ourselves, we know the best of the best. So that means that we're able to source the best of the best from whatever we make. Um, but we actually made additional SKU categories out of necessity. Uh, we do not, you know, deal with distillate or anything like that. So we don't have outlets for oil that doesn't make the cut for our cartridges, you know? So we make a bunch of oil and, you know, maybe 20, 30% of this oil isn't going to make it into a cartridge or a jar because it's just not the right color. Um, while it still tastes great and gets you really high, um, it may not be the right color. So we take that oil and we'll put that into our full spectrum tinctures. We'll put that into our rubs. We'll put it into gummies and powders. Um, and we also have a product that is a syringe um, that you can dab. It's called our FSO. And you can dab it or you can, you can eat it directly. And uh, that's the most powerful dose of Friendly Farms that you can get. It's got about eight to 900 milligrams of THC per gram. So okay, but it all starts from that original process, which is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everything we make rolls right. It's same same idea. Yeah. yeah, we do infuse pre rolls because we we have great oil that you know maybe we make five thousand grams of a single flavor. The market doesn't want to see that, so we're going to take it and put it in a jar. We're going to put it into a, a cartridge, and then maybe we're going to put it into a pre roll. And that way we can kind of spread the same flavors across multiple SKU categories and give that customer. You know, if they like uh, our peach cobbler, they'll be able to try the, the, the pre-roll and they'll be able to try the, the jar of oil and they'll be able to try the, the cartridge and the gummy. Um, so, you know, it's all kind of, I mean, it wasn't really part of the plan, but it's working out uh, where our true spectrum oil is what drives every product that we bring to market. So you make it sound so easy, which is a product of anybody that's really, really good at what they do. Um, but everybody is trying to do what you do now, right? Everybody is trying to do a, a live resin, an infused pre-roll, the best taste, the best terpenes, all this stuff, right? Um, yeah. And I have to say, when I first was introduced to you, I was skeptical um, Judson, the homie Judson from Bespoke Financial said, dude, this is the best cart that you can get. You got to try this. And I was like, okay, you know, thanks <laughs> Judson, whatever, you know, and dude, it's just true. I, I, I don't like, that's what I was asking about the proprietary process and everything. Cause I don't fully understand why it's so much better, but it is, it just is. 
Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. And, and, and really, we think a lot of people feel that way. It's, yeah, it's not, you know, I don't think it's an easy thing to do to build a brand, you know, from nothing. Um, but it, it, I think we were at the right place at the right time. You know, live resin was just coming into the fold and we were able to make it like go into a cartridge and compete directly with distillate. So while most of the market still didn't smoke cartridges, it was when cartridges were the fastest growing segment in the market. So we just kind of were able to latch on to that. And then um, we make sure that we take every opportunity in front of us to kind of get to where we're at. And actually speaking of Judson, it's, you know, it's uh, guys like that that kind of help you get through it. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about that and fundraising. You started by saying that you're self-funded. Um, explain what you mean by that and how does Bespoke fit into that, uh, that conversation? Well, um, I mean that we own 100% of our business. We have not taken outside investment from anybody. Good for you. Yeah, it's 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 been a really rough road, right? Like I just started getting paid, you know, less than a year ago. But um, the company's thriving, and that's what we've always focused on: is just making sure that we can expand as fast as possible with our profit from the previous month or quarter, um, and just kind of make it happen. And recently, the last couple of years, we've finally been into. Uh, been in a situation where our books are in order, we're making money and we can qualify for financing. So um, Bespoke has actually been instrumental in our growth over the last almost two years now, um, where, you know, when you need funding, cannabis is really tough because nobody, no banks want to give you money to go buy weed, right? Because if something goes wrong, they can't, they can't sell your weed. What are they going to do? Um, so the banks kind of frown on spending their money on weed. Um, they don't even let you have a bank account, right? Yep. So it's a tough industry to operate in financially. Um, a lot of cash flowing around, but these guys have come up with a product. It's a credit line where you're able to, you know, get an initial credit line with them and, and start to utilize that. And then, uh, as your business grows and your capital needs grow, they, they can review you on a quarterly basis and increase your credit line as needed um, as long as you, your business can support it. Yeah. And it's, it's just been really helpful while, you know, none of the money in cannabis is cheap. Uh, as long as you know how to use it, then you're, you're in good shape. And that's what we've done. Well, and as a founder, as an entrepreneur, I mean, you said you own a hundred percent of your business, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really powerful. That's really powerful. And look, um, debt is so common in other industries. It's just that the weed industry is the weed industry, financially very strapped. And so Bespoke has found a way to do this and pretty seamlessly. I mean, I saw like their platform and, and sort of the metric integration and a lot of, a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, rad that they've sort of powered that for you. Yeah, they're really easy to work with, you know, like Judson's been great. Um, he's uh, he's my like account rep. He's a sales guy over there. Uh, but I mean, we send them our financials every month and then anytime we need money, we don't need, you know, it, we've just got the working line of credit. So uh, we don't even have to really tell them what it's for. We just tell them, you know, I need 200 grand and the next day you get it. 
Wow. Um, long as everything's in order. Right. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty seamless. It's pretty easy to work with. Um, and we've been able to utilize it. Very, very, lot, very cool. A lot. Yeah. I mean, since we got with bespoke, our business has more than doubled, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're still growing today. So. Fantastic. Um, so you said you started in 2017, which mm-hmm. makes you a legacy cannabis business. Um, yeah. and I have such tremendous respect for anybody that made it through 2018. It was such a crazy time. I don't know what percentage, but a huge percentage of cannabis companies went away. Um, yeah. Oh, did that. Sure. Why is this brand still here? Why, you know, why, why were you able to survive? Well, we've, we've actually, Friendly Farms has been a brand since 2006, right? Okay. Um, since I was first sticking stickers on my pound bags. Uh, and, and, you know, we started extracting um, a few years later. And then really our, our leap was getting like uh, a building and being able to operate quasi-legal and, and, and really uh, make enough product to have an impact on the market. Um, why are we still here? I mean, it's just because we've, we've kind of been ran through the ringer and just never quit. That's really the difference. I think I've seen a lot of people, I mean, you know, 90% of the cannabis businesses that we knew were just, um, were just pretty much gone overnight or became irrelevant. Um, and we've just always had the mindset of growth. You know, when I first started in like the 215, I go to like orbit shows and stuff. Right. And I quickly learned, cause I only went to two actually and set up a booth because like you're walking out of these shows with like a cart full of product. And these guys are out there like jacking people in the parking lot. Mm. So, you know, I went to two shows as a vendor and then immediately from there, I just went around and talked to everybody and I started selling my product to the other vendors. So I could go in there with a backpack full and just drop it off at these other vendors. And then they were selling my product. So, we, you know, we've just had a growth mindset from the get go cool. and our product speaks for itself. We've never tried to cut corners. Um, we've always, you know, taken what we get from the farm and passed it down to the consumer and its best representation. We've had, we take custody of the product. We take very, very good care of the product. We extract it. Um, very, very well. And then we, you know, package it, preserve it and send it down line in, in a really streamlined fashion. So, um, the consumer is getting exactly what they pay for. We have never tried to, I mean, we, we increase our margins by getting more efficient, not by cutting, uh, cutting that consumer short. Um, let's talk about the down uh, supply chain. Like you were talking about, you guys use herbal. I think you said you just started couple months ago or something just a couple weeks ago actually weeks. really okay. excited about that yeah, yeah we good, good. well that should supercharge what you're doing why did you pick herbal uh it was kind of a match made in heaven you know they they're they were dealing with the situation where uh they lost one of their um larger vendors larger part brand partners um and it was actually you know it was rock garden which is a large Enormous. The best selling live resin cartridge in the state, right? So um, we were the natural replacement. You know, we're the guys that are on our way up. And uh, and we think that with their distribution footprint and our reputation and our high quality product, we're finally at a point where we're able to make it, you know, small batch at scale. Um, 
it's perfect timing for us and uh, perfect timing for herbal. So we're going to take full advantage and, and just do a full court press with, uh, with those guys. We've got our sales team transitioned into uh, like a, a wholesale support system. And while Herbal's team is going to be selling directly to the stores, our team is going to be following up, managing those relationships. Account sure management. Gets, yeah. Account, yeah, account management, just making sure nothing gets left on the table, making sure menus are updated and the merchandising is all taken care of, bud tender training. Upsell, hopefully, too. Yeah, yeah. So this, you know, it's going to be good. And then if they come across reorders, they can pass it straight to Herbal's team. So we're just going to be one of the most proactive accounts Herbal has had. And I think it's going to turn out great. And how many shops were you in before and how many will they put you in? Like, you know, we've been in over 300 stores um, actively, you know, 250 or something. Um, they have market penetration into 99% of the market. So, you know, some of their top brands are in over 700 stores. So we're hoping to uh, at least double within the next six months um, and then maybe, you know, triple by the end of the year. So that's a lot of growth. Um, and you hit it on the head when you said small batch and scale, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a hard combination, man. That's a very hard combination. It's tough, man. We're picking up, you know, we just picked up 20,000 pounds of product the other day and, we, and we'll be going through that in, in no time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a it's tough with the supply chain, but we finally got it set up where we've got farmers that we're leaning on. We're buying entire farms now, and it's uh, it's working out really well. How big do you want to be? You know, there's this sort of fear of corporate cannabis happening in California. Yeah, and yeah. Um, everybody, nobody wants to be smoking Coors Light. You know, and um, I don't know how much do you think about that. Is there a place? Is there a time where you're too big? Is that possible? Yeah, I think that that is possible. My whole thing is I don't want to get so big that we get out of touch with what our consumer wants, right? We're still answering emails, Reddit posts, Instagram. You know, we are very involved with our consumers. Uh, me and Darren as owners, we're, we're very, very involved. So um, while that won't always be possible as we get larger and get into bigger states or, or sorry, more states, but, um, I think that we'll be maybe California is big enough for me, but, uh, honestly, I think as a company, we have to look ahead to future growth. Uh, once you really are, are dominating in a market, um, and everybody smokes your product, there's nobody else to sell it to, right? You can't continue growth. So for us, it's going to be going into multiple states. Um, we're looking into that hopefully within the next 12 to 24 months. Nice. But uh, what's too big? Yeah. When you, you lose the question. Touch, that's all when, you, when you lose touch with your consumer. Yeah, no, that, that's a good answer. I um, think some of the larger companies are a victim of their own success. Well, they're forced to grow based on shareholders and you don't have that problem. Yeah, yeah, so far. It's a really big difference. Yeah. Are you looking to do that? Would you like to sell some equity or no? Um, we, you know, we're fielding offers and things, but really it's not a, a ton of offers. Yeah, for sure. For it, well, we we're we're yeah, definitely hearing from some people, but um, 
we just are looking for the right partner. If we're going to do, if we're going to go down that road, we need value out of our operating partner. We can't just, you know, we're not really for like for sale per se. Yeah. 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 But, uh, we're, we're luckily we're able to get funding. So um, yeah. we're able to borrow uh, yeah, pretty high rate because we're profitable, right? We haven't been wasting money. Yeah. Um, and that's been the key to our success is being able to spend our money well, and, you know, every dollar we spend, we make a dollar or two back, right? Like we can't lose money on money we spend. So uh, keeping that going with our momentum has really helped. And um, So given that live resin is a higher price product um, and well-deserved to be higher price, it's a lot better in my opinion. Yeah. How big is that market eventually? You know, when everything settles out, does the everyday consumer want that or are they That's, cool with a distillate or a cured? No. I think, you know, like we said earlier, distillate has its place, but I think that the future is going to be live and cured resin um, because, you know, full spectrum is the way cannabis was intended to be consumed, right? Yep. Uh, as close to like being the plant as it can be. Um, I think it's going to be the standard. You know, I think live resin is going to be the standard. My partner, he really has a lot of faith in the cured oil because that's his favorite. Actually, oh, he likes it better than live resin because it kind of hits you a little harder. And it's it's, you know, live resin is kind of like a dab where this is more like a joint. Right. So um, the cured oil and the live oil, those are, I think, going to overtake the distillate. It, it'll be something that's more kind of exiled to edibles. But uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. It's the problem is that you actually have to source the product in order to make a really high quality full spectrum oil with mm. distillate. You can make it out of pretty much anything. Right, 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 right. Which is why so many people have latched onto it, right? It's yeah, it's repeatable. And yeah. It's scalable and, and all of those things. So just to make it a little more confusing for people, there also are rosin products. If resin and rosin wasn't close enough for you, yeah. um, is that something you considered? Uh, talk to us about rosin, what that means. Well, we're actually dropping a half gram rosin cartridge right now. Um, so rosin is something we're getting into. Um, it's, it's basically a solventless product, right? The only solvent used is water. Um, you take ice and you agitate the product and it, it the oil just falls off of it. The little shiny trichomes uh, that you see on weed, those freeze and, and fall off, they break off and then you're able to filter those out. So if you can imagine just scooping up all the resin off of a plant and uh, putting it in a little jar, that's, that's rosin. And we're definitely going to be making that. And why is it called rosin? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. I Very confusing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd have to Google that, but uh, it, it's... Hey, if you uh, don't know, none of us need to know, man. Yeah, I think it's it go, it dates back to like, you know, back, uh, you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago with how, how it was made and, the, and hash was actually a thing, right? Hash has been a thing for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, you describe cold water hash basically, right? That's, exactly. That's, that's what it is. It's just like live rosin is is refined version of that it's made with fresh frozen instead of cured material right so you can make rosin you can make live rosin just like resin and we can put it both in a cartridge so that's going to be coming soon rad and and what is the effect or taste profile or whatever from the rosin that you're producing from the live resin 
Oh, rosin is even more like the plant. It's amazing. And um, it's got some compounds in it that uh, live resin and cured resin don't have. And they get you a little more stoned, uh, almost a lot more stoned, I guess. Like when I'm hitting the rosin, it's far more like smoking cannabis. Um, if you can imagine smoking like a half a joint in a single rip, that's kind of what it's like. Um, so, you know, and we're going to try and price it right too, so that it's not like super expensive because what's available out there right now is kind of high high price so. really expensive yeah it's really yeah. expensive i mean i've had it but i don't buy it regularly because i don't know i don't think the value's there to your point yeah. um absolutely hopefully you can change that um how about direct to consumer i was on your website you can put things in the cart for individual dispensaries is that something you're working on do you want to you know have delivery straight to the door we are working on a direct to consumer platform um, we haven't quite worked the details out on that yet, but we do think that there is a demand for it and we're definitely making enough product. Um, we're also, you know, we're going to be sponsoring a, uh, an NBC sports show. We'll be the first cannabis guys sponsoring wow. a, a sports show. And this is something that can be aired nationally. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Well, that was my next question is when you have D to C, you have to do a lot of your own marketing. That's, you know, yeah. kind of the, and so what show are you going to be on? You said NBC sports. What? Yeah, it's NBC Bay area. It's nice. uh, yeah. a show called driven. It's uh -huh. their sixth season with Ryan Winter. He's uh he's a long drive world champ and he's been doing this show for, uh, for the last five seasons. So we're, we're going to be sponsoring it this year, you know, brought to you by friendly farms. It's going to be great. That's amazing. And we want to leverage that platform to reach directly into people's homes and give them the opportunity to, uh, to find our products. So we're exploring that right now. What else are kind of marketing stuff has worked for you? Uh, really just being in tune with the consumer. We, uh, we put a lot of emphasis on education um, because there, there's a big gap in, in education in the industry, right? Everybody has really cool, flashy products or really, really fun flavors, but, you know, explaining to the consumer why your product is what it is um, and why it makes them feel like they're feeling is, is kind of what sets us apart. Um, so we've put a lot of effort into that from our inserts and our packages um, to our video content on social media. Um, we're, we're really into kind of bringing the consumer into our business and showing them how the product's made and talking about like our farmers, where it comes from. So very, yeah. very cool. Very, very cool. Um, well, I think that's a good place to start to wrap up, man. Um, how can we help you? How can the audience help you? Are you hiring for anything or obviously go try the products, but um, yeah. How can we help you? Yeah, well, I mean, we're always hiring. You can check us out. Uh, the, the, our company name is actually WTO Essentials. And uh, we, we are hiring constantly. We're in a big growth pattern right now. Um, the people out there, you know, if, if you want to collaborate, if you're a business owner um, and you've got a, a great product or a great brand, we're always looking to uh, speak to new uh, connections out there to try and further our market share and, and also take that partner along with us and do the same for them. Um, but really just, yeah, try out our product, you know, try it out. We're coming. We're going to be in a lot more stores this year, so we'll be more readily available. And uh, if you see friendly, 
um, in the yellow box. Be sure to pick some up. You won't regret it. Love that, man. You got the line down and everything. Love that. <laughs> this has been really fun. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Appreciate it.